The Brandom Podcast. Welcome to The Brandom Podcast with Brandon Jones. You can find out more about me at Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Or follow the band at BrandonJonesBand.com on Facebook and Instagram. What's Brandom anyway? Ladies and gentlemen, now the host of your show, Brandon Jones. All right, awesome. I'm Brandon Jones, sitting here with Drew Belvis. Blevins. Blevis. Gosh, why do I keep wanting to throw the L <laughs> on the end? Blevis. I think I, I think I want to call you like Elvis, but I don't know why. You don't even look like you know, Elvis. You know, no, Blevis? no, I don't, but but I'll take being associated yeah. with one of the greatest musicians exactly. in history. That's right. Well, okay, so anyways, um Rush season. So we live in Rapid City, South Dakota. Rapid City Rush is our professional hockey team here. And you are the brand new voice of the Rapid City Rush, the play by play caller. Yeah unbelievable honor this will be my first time in affiliated hockey it's my fifth year in the pros i've i've played the game since i was three and four years old i've i've grown up with this um even though i'm not from a traditional hockey market in raleigh north carolina but since i was about eight or nine years old i I knew this is what i wanted to do if i couldn't be an nhl player and it's really cool to take a next step up on the ladder and continuing in my dream so you said you played growing up did um like did i suppose when you're younger and you play I, see i didn't play hockey growing up but i did play baseball i mean i played a little bit of soccer a little bit of football but mostly baseball and so growing up when you're younger and in baseball and those other sports you know you kind of rotate around right. when you're younger right and everybody tries every position i want to be a catcher it's like yeah i know everybody wants to try the gear <laughs> hold on you know is it a little bit like that in hockey it can be uh, so when you're really really young your coaches rotate you around and there is no full-time like a, goalie like a team gear kind of thing kind of but at the same time little kids like five years old and younger they can't lift the puck and yeah. you've already got the shin pads on so it's really not going to hurt if you get hit but i i've always been defensively minded so i was the kid who was sliding around on the ice like an idiot trying mm-hmm. to block shots and when i got up to the age bracket that they had full-time goaltenders i told my dad and i told my coach this this is what i want to do yeah and Something that will forever form my journey in my life. I'm, I'm 28 now, so I've been doing this in, in this sport over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Is when my coach looked at my dad, and as I'm standing in my full gear, I look like the Michelin tire man. Yeah. And he goes, All right, he's going to love it or he's going to hate it. And he's going to know after about 15 minutes. And I came off the ice with the biggest smile on my face, yeah. and, and I was a goaltender from then on out. Yeah. I was like, You loved it. Yep. That's awesome. Well, cool. And I, and I always kind of thought, too, if I had to go play hockey, I think that's where I'd probably end up, too. Because I've because i got quick hands playing baseball and stuff like that. Yep. I played third. Um, I didn't play first a lot, but I can. Uh, playing adult softball, I can. I got good hands, good hand-eye. But, like, I know there's more to, to playing goalie than just that. But I am pretty flexible. So, I mean, like, if I had to, like, extend a leg or get down, I, I think easily I could learn those positions. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, hockey is kind of a, a wild sport. Growing up around here, we didn't – hockey wasn't that big. I mean, because I grew up, um, you know, 80s, 90s, and it, hockey wasn't that big around here. It wasn't until the rush came to town, and even a little bit before that, that hockey kind of started really growing in this area. And now, like, when I've got a son that's 16, um, he didn't get into hockey, but uh, a lot of his friends play hockey. And so a lot of good family friends of mine and good friends played down at the youth hockey, the, the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, 
and that's what I call it. But um, the, those guys are way into hockey, and it's an awesome community, I will call it, and an awesome um, outlet for kids and and also families to 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 grow a bond for each other, community, like I said, and and a great sport for them, and they they learn a lot. Yeah, and I think the best thing about hockey is, and every sport has its own community. The hockey family in the United States, especially, is small. It's tight knit, mm-hmm. and you really get to form lasting bonds with people that yeah. you otherwise may not have met at all. And that's been really cool for me. Even out in Raleigh, North Carolina, there was an old ECHL team called the Raleigh Ice Caps who played 35 minutes from the house I grew up in. Wow. I got to play for some of their former players who had kids, love the area, stayed there. That's cool. And now I'm getting messages from my former coaches. You know, you're one of the, the last guys who's still involved in hockey or who's not waiting to be a coach for, for their kid. And that's really, really cool because they're former ECHL players. They've yeah. lived this lifestyle and they lived it in the dark days when yeah. minor league hockey was a little bit more wild and rambunctious than, yeah. than it is now but it's really cool to have that kind of support and to be part of that community and to continue yeah. to have those relationships and to see them thrive so how did you transition from player into say like a, a announcer or play-by-play caller i mean was that something you know at what point were you like hey you looked over at the play-by-play guy and was like i could i could do that he sucks or she sucks or whatever you know no it's it's interesting because i I've always grown up watching and listening sports, Uh and I'm an NC State graduate. I'm a third-generation legacy student. Gary Hahn is the play-by-play voice of the NC State Wolfpack. John Forsland and Chuck Caton were the play-by-play voices on television and radio for the Carolina Hurricanes. Caton's in the NHL Hall of Fame, was president of the Broadcast Association. John Forsland is now a national personality and works with the Seattle Kraken. And I was fortunate to get to meet all of them and talk to them Mm -hmm. when I was in middle school and high school, and I was still playing. And I thought to myself, I love being creative. I, whenever you love a sport, it's almost like an addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, oh, you yeah. just you eat, sleep, and breathe everything yeah. that has to do with it. I had a concussion my senior year of high school. I, I knew I wasn't going to make it to the NHL, but I thought I would be able to play in college, um, yeah. play for the club team, whatever, travel, like do the college athlete thing as close as you can in a non-scholarship sport. But after my concussion... It was, it was clear to me that the only thing I was going to do playing was just kill some time. It was something to do. And I could use that time to maybe get a step ahead mm-hmm. in my chosen career field. So I went to the student TV station. They had broadcasted a handful of the NC State hockey games. I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. And they were like, all right, well, we don't have anybody to call hockey. So if you want to do it, here's the project. So I cool. fell right into a job my freshman year. I got to do it all four years at NC State. I was able to freelance. Sports jobs don't grow on trees, so I left college, and I was a high school teacher for two years, learned a lot about the world and a lot about how to be a a good professional, a good worker, Mm -hmm. and had the chance to move two hours away from home to a little place called Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a little place that's the sixth largest city in in the state, but (laughs) to go work for the minor league team there and... Fortunately enough, the other minor league team in the state in Fayetteville, North Carolina, came calling uh, two years later. So I was able to work four years in my home state, which was an unbelievable honor. Um, yeah. I'm a very proud North Carolinian, and that was just really cool to, to have your feet in the sport in your home state oh, and yeah. growing that culture. Well, because you have the comfort of your family right. and friends nearby, so 
you're learning, you're, you're, you know, you're getting your feet underneath you, but yet you still got that comfort of home and you, that, that, the, essentially that net underneath you of the, it's okay if I fail, you know and, what I mean? Like, Hey, if I fall, it's all right. Right. And I knew taking the next step at some point, it was going to be a leap to move out of the state. There are no ECHL teams mm-hmm. uh, in North Carolina. There are a couple to our South and one to our North, but this is this is a great adventure. It's a chance yeah, it to come is. across the country, see a brand new area, brand new way of life. And I tell you, in, in two months of being here, it's been a fantastic decision. And you learn to seize the day. And mm-hmm. it's really, really cool to plug in here in the community and to be here for this team and, and this area at this time. It's it's an awesome honor. And I'm really looking forward to tackling it. That's cool. Well, in, in the rush, you're so involved in the community in so many different ways. It's It's awesome. Like last year, I mean, they did a... They did a no sensory night or a low sensory night. I can't remember what they mm-hmm. called it, but I mean, it was just awesome for anybody with you know autism or anybody with sensory issues. And I mean, who would have even thought of something like that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, unfortunately, never even crosses my mind to think of you know. Uh, I don't know why, but you know what I mean. Right. I don't. Uh, very fortunately, don't have to. Uh, my kids are healthy, and I don't have to deal with that. But it's like I'm like as soon as they mentioned that, I'm like, duh. You know what right. I mean? Awesome. And and that's the cool part because that's my other arm. Whenever you work in minor league sports, you wear so many different hats. Yeah. And coming here, I get to be the play-by-play broadcaster, the director of broadcasting. I'm also the manager of community relations. Yeah. And to come in here and, and to plug into the community like that and see where there are needs and see how we can be better stewards of our communities as the sports team. I mean, it's it's very different coming here. In North Carolina, there are sports everywhere, especially in the yep. triangle, college, professional, you name it. Here, there is a responsibility as the major professional sports product that you mm-hmm. have to be good stewards of your community. Yeah. And and the fact is, we're nothing without our fan support, and we're yep. nothing without the community around us. So it's the responsibility falls on us to be yeah. good community partners and be involved here in this area. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, so, I mean, there's probably girls listening and they want to know, you got a girlfriend, you married, you you single, you just work. What's the deal? You know, I, I am a, a total, dog. I am a total free agent. And I, I think that's, that's the, <laughs> free agent. I love it. that's the best <laughs> thing to be when you make a move like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, the, the joke I have is I'm married to the game and, yeah. and part of that is true, but you know what? I, I'm always up for a hello hmm. and you see me around the broadcast booth or see me around the arena, just come say hi. I I know that goes a long way here. It goes Mm -hmm. a long way everywhere, but especially here, if people take two or three minutes to smile, shake your hand, say hello, and and just be a genuine, honest-to-goodness person, that that goes a long way. I like that you're a free agent, you know, do you have a no trade clause? You know, things like that. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no, you know, I I wish I was important enough for, for a no movement clause. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. It, let's see here. We're in negotiations yeah. uh, over here. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no negotiations. Total, total free agent, oh, which is, it's a good spot. To that's be, good. That's awesome. Well, uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, welcome to Rapid City. I'll say I was born and raised here. Uh, learn a, a little bit about me. I'm born and raised here, lived here my whole life. So to me, just like how you're a proud uh, Carolinian, as I said, Carolinian, Car- yes. Carolinian. Yes, Oops, I screwed that up. No, um, you're, you're all good. I'm a proud South Dakotan. I mean, I've born in, uh, and especially see in South Dakota, there's a rip between you get the river that divides it. So you got east and west side. And honestly, I'll just tell you right now, you you can try to figure out which one's better. 
the west side's better. I, I've, I spent my very mm. first night in the state in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Sioux Falls, great spot. It's beautiful awesome area. Place. It's a great place to visit. My heart is now in the West River. Yeah. By and far. that's where it's at. For those of you listening from the east side, you heard it. It's how it is. You know. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's the joke back and forth. But yes. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to beat the hills. That for me, it doesn't matter. And even you get a little further away from the hills, it's like, ooh, starts to get a little East River over here. But yeah uh the hills are where it's at and and just being able to enjoy all, all the hike and the bike and everything about it the fishing everything about it so that's what i love about about being here i lived in minnesota for a little while southern minnesota rochester and uh i loved it there um our income was great the cost of living was low then and uh so that ratio was great um but it was like man it just isn't home and there's plenty to do over there oh, but yeah. it's like man i miss the hills you know, and I missed, well, we had family here. So it was like, well, let's, let's, let's move back to the Hills. And we did. So, but yeah, well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're here and I can't wait. I can't wait. When do the, do the rush season, uh, that's got to be coming up pretty quick. It is. We do have a free admission scrimmage where you can sort of see the team and, and get a feel, just an inner squad, inner mm-hmm. squad, red, black. I'm, I'm not sure what the teams will be called, but yeah. uh, uh, that'll be on October 13th, 6 p.m. puck drop just a canned food donation to go to feeding south dakota that'll that'll be your admission to the game yeah and then it counts in the standings at home friday october 27th kansas city mavericks roll into town that's that's a rival because we have former office members who worked in kansas city and Mm. and lived out there so you always want to beat your former friends and have some bragging rights but that's when we get going 36 home games every single fall winter and into early spring and yeah I know that our head coach, who I'm hoping will will have the chance to get to speak to the people here very very soon. Yep. He wants to make it back to the playoffs, and and yep. this is a team that he is high on that I think we all are, and it's going to be a really fun year this season. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. Now, if people wanted to get some tickets for that scrimmage, even though it's free, um, is it just kind of show up with your can good, or do you want people going online? Uh, getting the free ticket just in case so, the head count kind of thing or? more information will be coming out in the next couple of weeks leading up to that date on all of our official social media channels mm-hmm. um, so that's a great place to start if you're looking yep. to attend that game but most certainly if you've got that canned food donation and you got that itch cool. to see hockey and can't wait two weeks go ahead Good and bring deal. it right to the door on the 13th yep so look for the rush online whether it be instagram facebook twitter or x now and uh or you know online online and so yeah well, cool deal, man. Thanks for swinging by and chatting with us. I can't wait to get to know you more and uh, tune into any of our home slice stations, too. We'll be stopping by for any pregame, especially home games, and uh, learning about any sort of uh, uh, fun. We always That's what's fun about the Rush, too, is they do a lot of cool themed games, and they do a lot oh, of yeah. cool themed stuff in the, in the past. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year and some kind of fun stuff. So thanks again, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much. The Brandom Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to The Brandom Podcast. You can always subscribe, follow, and please leave some comments. Also, share it on social media. Tag me in the post. Brandon Jones Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Got something you just gotta share with me? Hit me up on my email, brandon at catradio.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-O-N at K-A-T radio.com. And as always, we're looking for sponsors. Love you. The Brandon Random Podcast is hosted by Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jaquist, audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you like what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. 